content warning, this podcast mentions suicide. If you are contemplating suicide or having suicidal thoughts, please call Lifeline on 13 1114 or the Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 467. If you're in immediate danger, call 000. Hi Mel, how are you? <laughs> oh, you know, doing okay. Had the death flu this week. Death flu. Here we are. Well, lucky this is my case that I'm talking through, so you can save your voice. I'm yes. doing all the talking. I'm actually so excited for this because this is the first case that I haven't had, like I have no familiarity with whatsoever. Really? So I'm really coming in blind and I love that. Yeah. And it has UFOs. Yeah. Well, because we've done some, well, we think they're really well known, but then I've spoken to people. The hilarious one is I was at a wedding and said to the girl next to me, do you know the Beaumont kids? And she goes, (laughs) no, but I'm just really bad with new music. Oh, my (laughs) God. I was just like, oh, my, like. Come on. I thought everybody knew that, but I think it's just because we are creepy people that love stories about missing children. Yeah, and true crime. And true crime. People would know. I just thought that was so famous. Yeah, me too. I feel like I knew that before. Like, you know how true crimes become like a bit of a thing, obviously. Yeah. I feel like way before, like when I was a teenager, you Mm. still knew what happened, like, well, you know, yeah. the, the story of the Beaumont kids. Yeah, it's really weird. Wild. But it's good that we are here explaining things to people like they've never heard them before. Yeah. So I've really done some hardcore research for this one. Okay, I love this. Because it's not Does as famous. Does mean you at three Wikipedia pages? No, I looked... Okay, so I was sick the week, last week. So I did all my research on my sick day. So it's not just Wikipedia. I went on to some UFO sites. Ooh. I went on to some other kind of theory sites, some true crime sites. I've really done, like, because it happened 40 years ago, Mm. there's a bit of, like, conjecture about the facts. So I had to, like, triple check them. But they're probably all wrong anyway. (laughs) Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) It's it's the story that matters. It is the story. And we're not going to solve anything here. That's not the point. We're just telling you shit. Imagine if we're sitting here talking through a mystery and just stumbled upon... (laughs) The solution. Figured it out. (laughs) Figured out the exact coordinates of where the Beaumont children are hidden. We just found the cave where the Lithgow panther is residing. (laughs) With all his cubs. Because there's more of them, they're multiplying. Yeah, they are multiplying because they're breeding with the feral cats, is my theory. But anyway. That was really informative. I felt like I needed to step up as well because with Beaumont kids, I was like, everybody knows this. So I felt like I came with like three facts and then you came with all this research people had done into panthers and big cats and I was like oh, I'm really shit at this I <laughs> need to, to be, be better fair, other people did that research not me <laughs> <laughs> well let's get into it yeah hit me I will tell you that this is the disappearance of Frederick Valentich mm. Valentich I think that's how you pronounce it it's it when I read the name it, that's what yeah. I thought too I'm really sorry if anyone related to Frederick Valentich is listening and I'm doing it wrong, that's what I'm going to say for the rest of the podcast. So as I said, this happened 40 years ago. It was the 21st of October, 1978. And his name was Fred, Frederick. So Fred Valentich was a trainee pilot and he was embarking on a 125 mile. I did the conversion from old timey. It's about 200 k's. 
So he was going to King Island, which, you know, is that island between Victoria and Tassie. Oh, yeah. Have all the amazing cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah. We're like, cheese. <laughs> we know. So he was going to get some nice camembert. No, he wasn't. He was just doing a training flight. And he left at 6.19 p.m. from Moorabbin Airport, which is in Melbourne's southeast. And he was in a Cessna. Cessna? Is that how you say mm-hmm. it? Light aircraft. Um, They're those little ones with the little propellers on them. Yes, the, the little yeah. ones. So it's not like super technological, mm. which is an important fact to know for later. So basically you fly through the Bass Strait, which when you're kind mm. of sailing the Bass Strait, it's notoriously mm-hmm. dangerous. But he was flying it. So, you would, know, theoretically. Would that have, like, was it notoriously no. chill? Well, I think it's okay. Okay. But <laughs> so like, we think it's fine yeah, to fly it. Okay. I think it's fine, but the waters are... The waters are bad. Notoriously yeah. dangerous. Yeah, because I did the ferry once from <gasps> Tassie to... No, that wasn't even from Tassie. Wow, that was in New Zealand. <laughs> that wasn't even the same country. <laughs> We're just going to pretend that <laughs> Melissa is not an idiot and move You've on. You've been sick. You're on antibiotics. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, the point was it was really bad and horrible. Moving along. Moving right <laughs> along. So <laughs> so he had 150 hours experience of flying and he was allowed to fly at night but only in what's called visual meteorological conditions. Hmm. So I had to research that because I didn't know what the fuck that meant because I can't fly. So basically it means he has to be able to see the terrain below him and mm-hmm. any other aircraft near him by sight instead of using equipment, like okay. computerized equipment, so he doesn't know how to use that. So he has to fly clear of clouds so that he's able to see okay. the ground, other planes, etc. So that was all he was cleared to be doing as part of his training. So at 7.06, so he set off at 6.19, at 7.06 he radioed air traffic control and said he was at Cape Otway, which is really like south part Mm -hmm. of Victoria and he asked the man on duty his name was Steve Roby if there were any other aircraft that were scheduled to be on the same path as him at that time and Roby said there wasn't and Valentich proceeded to describe a large and mysterious aircraft Mm. that was flying very close to him don't oh I got chills yeah so so Steve and Fred (laughs) my mates mate Steve and Fred they're such like Aussie yeah. 1978 names. As they well. are. Oh, did I say that Fred was only 20 years old? Oh, baby. Yeah. Um, so they spoke for about five minutes, and the conversation after all of this happened was played on the radio and on TV, and they've transcribed it. So I'm going to quote it mm-hmm. right now. So Valentich said, It's four bright. It seems to me like landing lights. The aircraft has just passed over me, at least a thousand feet above. It's approaching right now from due east towards me. Then he went silent. Then he started talking again. It seems to me he's playing some sort of game. He's flying over me two, three times at a time at speeds I could not identify. So he was going very fast. So then a few minutes into the conversation, Valentich said that he was having engine trouble and Roby asked him to describe the aircraft that was still flying near him. And Valentich said, it's not an aircraft. It is. And then he went silent again. (gasps) And then he came back. It's flying past. It's a long shape. He went silent again. Then he came back. I feel like he's fucking... Like, it's like, dude, come on. Yeah. I cannot identify more than that. It has such speed. It's before me right now, Melbourne. 
So there's a bit of conjecture because some people reported it as it's coming for me oh. now. But where I got my quotes from, it's before me right now, Melbourne. Okay. And then Roby said, and how large would the object be? He said, it seems like it's stationary. What I'm doing right now is orbiting, and the thing is just orbiting on top of me also. It's got a green light, and it's sort of metallic. It's all shiny on the outside. Then he went silent for five seconds. It's just vanished. Would you know what kind of aircraft I've got? Is it military aircraft? And Roby couldn't identify it, and he asked what Valentich's intentions were. He said, my intentions are to... Uh, and he kind of hesitated to go to King Island. Melbourne, that strange aircraft is hovering on top of me again. It is hovering and it's not an aircraft. He went silent for 17 seconds. So it was all just open microphone. And then Roby reports there was an audible, unidentified staccato noise. Don't. And then he lost contact. Oh, my God. That is terrifying. Yeah. So Steve Roby was the last person to speak to Fred Valentich because he was never seen again. Shit. And no wreckage from his plane was ever recovered. (gasps) Five years later, they found an engine flap washed ashore on Flinders Island, which is north of Tassie and east of King Island, and which was where he was headed. The Bureau of Air Safety Investigation said the part came from the same type of aircraft that he was flying and that had serial numbers within the same range as his plane. But they couldn't narrow it down and say this is definitively from Fred Valentich's plane. Oh, so it had some of the numbers. Yeah. Okay. Because it was like just a yeah, part. Yeah, so it's like it probably is, yeah. but we can't But that, like, a, I feel like a Cessna is quite a common plane for Yeah, but how many, time. like, crash and well, then people, have a bit fall off it? People do crash. Well, that's true. But, yes, and it could have washed up from anywhere. True. So they couldn't say, yes, yeah. that's his. Um, so that was that. No one ever saw him again. And then some facts came out later that made it even more intriguing, one being that Valentich was a huge believer in UFOs. <gasps> so the aliens picked him. And he had had some anxiety about his dad actually told the press, which I feel like I wouldn't have told the press if this was my kid. He actually told them that... Fred was scared that he was going to be attacked by one while flying. What? And he had this like real anxiety mm, about it. Don't tell them that. Um, and another interesting tidbit is that he was a bit of a crap pilot. Oh, okay. So he'd applied for the Royal Air Force twice and been rejected because he didn't have enough experience. And then he tried to be a commercial pilot but failed his exams twice. And he'd been in trouble and received warnings for flying into a restricted zone in Sydney. He did that once, and he flew twice into clouds because, as I said, he's not allowed to fly in the clouds because he, he has to be able to see what's going on. So that all kind of came out after he disappeared, and the disappearance went, like, all over the papers, and it was, like, this kind of height of UFO hysteria because of what he'd described in the in the transcript of the audio being yeah. made public and being very mysterious. Like, you could just hear this weird tapping noise and then everything went silent and no one saw him again so it was the whole country was like oh my god what happened so of course there's theories which i'll share with you right now theories so i kind of narrowed it down to the three popular theories so one theory is that he staged his own disappearance Mm -hmm. or committed suicide yeah but all of his family and friends disputed that they said he was of sound mind as happy 
he had a girlfriend. They were very happy. There were no issues. But there was some kind of red flags in that he said he was going to King Island, but he'd made no contact with the airfield there to tell them that he was coming. They have to put Mm. lights on the aerodrome and everything so that he can land. He didn't make that contact. Yeah, it's weird. He told his dad he was going to buy crayfish, but then someone at the base in Moorabbin saw him putting extra life jackets on board, even though it was just him. And then he had enough fuel in the plane for an 800-kilometre trip, but it was only 200 kilometres there. So he had, like, excess fuel. Um, And Melbourne police also received reports of a light aircraft making a mysterious landing not far from Cape Otway at the same time he disappeared. Oh. Oh, that's weird. Mm. But they, I, could, I feel like the other stuff could just be like, he's a shit pilot. Yeah, you know? and he just like, he just, what like, he needed all this shit stuff. tons of petrol in yeah. it. Yeah. So, but they never verify whether that was the exact same aircraft and still no one saw him or the plane ever again. Yeah. So if he disappeared, then he went into some hectic hiding. Yeah, and like, what, what did you do with the plane? And magicked this plane away. Mm. And there was no... Like, his family and friends insisted there'd be no reason for him to go into hiding. But, like, he was near Tassie. I feel like it's so easy to go into hiding in Tassie. It is. And especially, like, probably in the late 70s. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it, even now it would be easy to, yeah. let alone back then. Yeah. Because people go missing all the time. We don't hear about them. Oh, totally. And often totally. it's not any kind of third-party interference. Yeah. It's they've chosen to. Yeah, exactly. So. That is an interesting and very popular theory. Yeah, well, especially given the the connection with UFO obsession, mm. I feel like if you didn't have that, you'd be like, well, why would he decide to suddenly make up this really wild UFO story? But yeah. I guess if you've been obsessed with UFOs your whole life, yeah, you're potentially like- that would be your cover because it would also maybe like maybe he's alive and just fully frothing. Mm. everyone talking about this UFO Yeah, thing. maybe he almost wanted to prove UFOs were real by yeah. disappearing because of one. Which is extreme. Yes, it's like very extreme like... extreme move. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. <laughs> no judgment, Fred, but that's no. fucking crazy. But if you are listening to this podcast... <laughs> about Fred, your disappearance... Would he still be alive now if he was 20? And, yeah. Yeah, he would. Be 60. Easily. He'd be like my dad's age. Yeah. So he was my dad's age. <gasps> Your dad. It's my dad. My dad <laughs> is Fred Valentich. That's, this what, is wild. that's what we're going to learn. Yeah. Okay. Podcast over. We've solved it. <laughs> we solved um, it. Bye. No, I've got another theory okay. to share with you. It's not my theory. Is it that it's a UFO? Not we yet. Will get, oh, I'm sorry. We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. Just calm your patient. farm. I've calmed Speaking the farm. of farm, there is a theory involving a farm. But wow. I will I'll get onto this boring theory. Okay. This one's this one's boring to me. But I'll read it anyway because you in have the interest to. of being full disclosure. Full disclosure. So in 2013, astronomer and retired US Air Force pilot James I cannot it's Magaha. Mc, okay. G A H A Magaha. Is that a name? Magar? Magar? You know how sometimes Yeah. Yeah. Magar. And an author named Joe Nickel did their own review of the case. So they were both American, I believe. But it's like, it's a very well-known case because of the UFO connection and it's kind of known globally. And they came to the conclusion that Valentich was confused by a sensory illusion. 
So again, I had to look this up because it's a yeah. pilot thing. So it happens to pilots because our sensors don't work the same in the air as they do when we're on the ground. What? So yeah, so our kind of perception oh, isn't yeah. the same. Okay. And you can have this thing called a tilted horizon where you think oh. you're seeing straight but you're not seeing straight and it kind of throws you off. So he they think he might have seen a tilted horizon and when he tried to right himself, so straighten up, even though he didn't need to, he then put himself into another airline term, a graveyard spiral, which oh. doesn't sound good, does it? No. Like, whichever way you look at it, graveyard. It's also called a suicide spiral. And it's a dangerous dive that a plane can get into and it happens to inexperienced pilots when you have this kind of sensory illusion and you get really disoriented and you can't right yourself out of that. Whoa, that's And you wild. just kind of spiral out of control and dive down and crash. Oh, and so awful. they think that happened. And exp- this is the part where I'm like, this seems like reaching to me. The explanation for the lights that he saw, the green lights and everything, mm. Um, is that he was seeing Venus, Mars, and Mercury. Oh, no. Get out. That's ridiculous. And that they would behave the same as the lights that he saw. That is so dumb. No one would see Venus, Mars, and Mercury, which I have seen Venus. Have you seen Venus in the sky? It's just like, oh, my God, there's a UFO on top of my plane. It literally looks like another dumb star. Yeah, it's weird. And they thought that um, the engine trouble that he felt like he was having was actually being in this spiral Mm. where you kind of, you know, he said, I'm orbiting and it's orbiting around me. I just feel like that's so, like, yes, I understand. Yeah. But then I'm like, that would imply that he's completely lost his mind. Yeah. Because, like, he's now decided he can see a whole other, like, plane ship thing that is orbiting around him while he's crashing. Like, also, you're crashing. He's not just orbiting, inverted commas. Like, he's, like, he would be nosediving to the water. He would be saying other things. I would be more like, help me, I am about to die. No, it's it's coming towards me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm curious about this thing that is coming towards me while I crash into the water. And they're literally in this report, they're like, another UFO mystery solved. I'm like, Joe, James, I don't think you did solve it. That's not definitive to me. It's those boring science people that just like to write off UFOs. Yeah. And it's that thing where it's like, sure, let's use science. Science is yeah. great. Let's not be dumb. Yeah. But, like, also let's sometimes not use science. Yeah. and Sometimes it's not the best way. No. Because that, that seems like more reaching than, like, yeah. aliens are among us personally. So another theory, which is semi-related to this, is that people think he just got disoriented, started flying upside down. What? And saw his own plane reflected in the uh, water. Look, that one, I've, I believe more than than va- the nose diving. Mars. It- <laughs> Mars. <laughs> Venus and Mars. Yes. Mars. <laughs> Mars, the new planet the that new we've planet created. made up. Um, I think I... Um, I find that more believable because if this is, a, like, obviously it's a genuine thing that happens to pilots, this tilted horizon yes. business. Yes. So I feel like if if that were to throw him, mm. it would be more likely that he would then, like seeing your plane reflected, maybe if you were freaking out yes. as he is, yeah. I can see how you would maybe see that as a UFO, but yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, it still seems a little far-fetched to me. Yeah. Speaking of far-fetched, <laughs> third theory. So a man who was nearby claimed on the same night uh, he was in Cape Otway. 
He claimed on the same night of the disappearance that he saw a fast-moving aircraft exiting the water. So it came oh. from the water. What? He even took photos, which have been published, but they're really blurry. They're not high quality enough to be properly analysed, but it's this weird... It doesn't look like a plane. Like, it's this weird shape in the air, quite big. What? Um, dark. It's some kind of craft, but it yeah. doesn't have wings. It's this really weird thing. And several people on the same night reported seeing erratically moving green lights in the sky, which is exactly what Valentich reported. Mm-hmm. Then, as a sub thing to that, there was a farmer near Adelaide who reportedly witnessed a 30-metre craft hovering over his property the morning after Valentich went missing. (gasps) He says a Cessna plane was stuck to the side of the craft. Oh, my God. Leaking oil. Oh, my God. And according to this, he says that he scratched the plane's registration number onto his tractor so that he'd remember. But he never came forward with the information because he was ridiculed by the few friends that he told. No! But these theories reached this group called the Victorian UFO Action Group. Love them. Love them already. Yeah. So they have been investigating this because this being one of the most famous UFO-related cases in Australia, if not the world. So they're into it. The lead investigator is a bloke named George Simpson. And in 2014, he announced that they were trying to find this farmer because it was all just kind of hearsay, like, my friend's dad's friend saw the plane stuck to the side of a craft kind of thing. So for four years they've been trying to find this farmer. They don't even know who he is or if he's still alive, but it happened near Adelaide, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, time absolutely makes it was sense. early the next morning. Yeah. But they are still they're still trying to find him. They've never what, found so he this just farmer. Like, he just totally like Yeah. Like kind of went off grid, essentially. Yeah, but he never came forward. Do you forward think he was scared? His friends that he told were oh. like, "You're an idiot." Damn those friends! Yeah, but he'd scratched it into his tractor. Oh my god, I want to find the tractor. Yeah. Imagine if the tractor was just sitting in some like field somewhere, <sighs> rusting rusting over, but then the number, with the number still glinting right in the sunlight. If this was a movie, someone <laughs> needs to make this into a yeah. movie. How is this not a movie? I don't know. It's such a good story. So. That's the other theory, that it bloody well was a UFO. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. That's such a weird coincidence Mm -hmm. for him to be like, I saw a plane stuck to the side Mm. of a UFO and he was just telling his friends. Yeah. Was he telling his friends pre-news coming out of Valentich? Yeah, he told them the next morning that he'd seen this weird thing. Like, why would he yeah. say that specific story? Oh, my God, it's a fucking UFO. We're all yeah. dead. We're all dead. It's aliens. It's clearly. Independence Day is happening Do except you feel, in Australia. I feel that theory makes more sense than that batshit one about 100%. fucking Venus and Mars and Mercury and whatever else. And those guys were like, solved. No. No, not at all. Venus, Mars and Mercury are stupid tiny in the sky. <laughs> I People constantly are like to me, Mel, look, you can see Venus or whatever yeah. like when it's out. And I'm like, where the fuck yeah, is you're it? Like, like, they literally like, have to be like, see that giant star in the like Southern Cross <laughs> yeah. go like f- 10 stars to the right or whatever. And then I'm like, I still can't see it. And they're like, it's slightly pink. And then I think maybe I can see it and yeah. I just don't want to be embarrassed. So yeah, I just yeah. pretend I did. Yeah. That's usually yeah. Venus in the sky for me. You're not so, like calling people going, there's a strange light let alone three. above me. And green. Yes, no. Also, Venus is like pink, yeah. I think. I don't know everybody. That could be me. We're not up. astronomers Star like facts. our friend Magar. Magar? No. James Magar. Magar knows and we don't. 
but but he doesn't know wild as well but that's it so that's he was never seen again the plane was never seen again there was a part of a plane that could have come from anywhere yeah there was a farmer that says he saw something there was a man at cape otway who said he saw a large craft exiting the water there's actually a plaque at cape otway um like a memorial plaque to Fred Valentich. Yeah. yeah. And the person that unveiled it and, like, dedicated it to him at a ceremony, I think it was a couple of years ago, was Steve Roby, who's the last person I ever oh, spoke Steve. to him. Yeah. Do you think he, he probably went through some real shit? Yeah. Like, how wild to hear that. What does he think? Do we know? No. He, I he want to know what he in. thinks. I wonder what he thinks. I guess he won't because he's, like, super professional. Yeah, and he's, like, a man of science, I would say. <laughs> we've, we've decided who Steve <laughs> Roby is. I feel like he's a man of science and he's married and he has, like, three kids and he sometimes in bed he'll say to his wife, I still don't know what happened <sighs> to Fred Valentich. But that would kill you. I know. You'd always be wondering. You'd always be. I also feel like my thing with these UFO-y things is... Mm. I obviously UFOs it's kind of a bit far fetched. Yes. But the part where it intrigues me for a mystery is I think it only can be a real mystery when you have that element of like this guy completely unrelated to Fred Valentich mm. just happens to come out and yes. tell his friends that there's this weird object flying with a plane yeah. stuck to the side. Yeah. And it's like that's, that it's, coincidence is weird. It's very weirdly specific. It's super specific. Like the people that went, oh, I saw green lights the night, they're just clearly getting in on the hysteria. Yeah, exactly. I just tracked down mm. Steve Roby's <gasps> thoughts. Oh, my gosh. Great. How good is the internet? It's a good time. The so this was in 2014. He was talking to the Herald Sun, and he doesn't believe that that part of the plane that they found is from the same Cessna. Oh, he said it's still an open case. If it was much closer to the area where he went down, you would consider it, but it's an extremely long way to the point that I discounted it. He says he was in a unique position to judge Valentich's mental state because he was the only one talking to him, and he's got to know his family as well. He says there was nothing in what Fred said to him over the phone which indicated a hoax or disorientation or loss of bearings. He said he sounded genuine when he was talking to me. Wow. Um, Mr. Roby said... NASA analysts have assessed the audio transcript and found that he was under genuine stress. But Roby says he doesn't think he was confusing any lights with bright stars or a meteorite shower or that he was seeing his reflection in the water. So, so he, he has discounted all of these theories. Does he think it's UFO? Or he's just saying, I have no idea what happened. He's just saying he wasn't disoriented. So he's kind of saying either he did this on He's, purpose yeah, or it was no, a UFO. No, he says there was so much activity at the time in terms of UFO sightings. <gasps> Were there? Yeah. Wild. Don't you feel like in the 70s there was in general? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that as a vibe. I don't actually know. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like as a vibe. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently <laughs> when I was researching this, there were like it kind of, there was a bit of a craze happening. I mean, that explains why Valentich himself was. Yes, I feel like I call him Fred or Valentich. I'm either going yeah. really casual, like my mate Fred, yeah. or I'm going really formal. It's okay. I like it. But he was like, he was heavily into it and people were reporting stuff 
all the time. Roby has said here that when the call came through, he said to the guy next to him, here we go again, because he'd heard so many things about these mysterious Okay, so he's like, craft. it was like, But he, he's like, he's open to the idea of it, it seems. Whereas Richard Valentich, who was 12 when his brother vanished, said there's no family fixation on UFOs. The concept of a UFO taking my brother is very far out there. Mm, that's weird. And he said they just want to know what happened. The only other theory I'm going to completely make up out yeah. of my head. Okay is that it was a secret government yes. plane. Yeah. And he saw something he shouldn't have seen. Yes. And they had to take him down as a result. I love a government yeah. conspiracy. Like Roswell vibes. Oh, it's my favourite kind. Like, you know, I've been to Area 51. Like, I yes. have been yeah. kind of. So this is a wild story, which is just coming out of nowhere, and I'm going to tell you. No, but it's related. So me and my sister did a road trip, and we were in... Um, Nevada, and we were pretty close to Area 51, like not remotely enough to warrant doing a loop to go there, but like (laughs) in the zone of like, oh, it's just going to take us the rest of the day to Mm. get there and back. And so you go down in the extraterrestrial highway, like they literally call it, it's called the extraterrestrial (laughs) highway, which is like, if you want people not to go to you, maybe don't call the road the extraterrestrial highway. It was like the local local yokel council that were like let's oh, call it this hundred percent for all the tourists it's they're They'll like they're it. probably like tourists and like the government's, the government's like please like, sigh don't. please stop <laughs> yeah so we went down there because you can also go to the um there's the a, the black mailbox which is meant to be like an alien was it a movie and i don't know what movie it was but it's meant to be like an alien mailbox essentially that i don't fucking know the deal but what anyway it's like woo it's just a mailbox it's so weird anyway <laughs> So we did that. Anyway, we get to Area 51 and it's like even you turn into the road that isn't even – you're not even there yet. Like you're not at the gates. You just turn into the road that go towards the gates and there is this huge fucking sign and it's basically like – do not go down here. This is illegal. Ooh. There are huge penalties for going down here, like blah, 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 blah. Like basically scares the shit out of you. And that's why you don't really see people with photos at the gates because I think they would literally stop you. I think honestly what would happen is they'd just stop you and be like, where are you guys going? <laughs> and you'd be like, I'm sorry, I didn't know I'm an Australian, which I've done many times. Yeah. Same. Anyway, so we turn around and we, we go back towards like the nearest town and then this car is like behind us and it's like, I did it just appear out of nowhere? Yes. Oh, my God. Kate says, my sister says, it did not just appear out of nowhere and I'm being <laughs> crazy. But there was, like, no one on the road. Like, it was very much a highway that wasn't very frequented. Yeah. As in, we drove there pretty much with no one around. Yeah. And so it was, like, to have this, like, sedan. And it was, like, one of those, like, grey sedans. Oh, like, just, like, a, like men a in black weird inside. men in black type <laughs> car. Like, it wasn't, like, a scary government official car, but it was, like, a, I am an inconspicuous car. Yes. I, don't yeah. look at me. I am yeah. nothing to look at. You know, that kind of car. <laughs> and I was, like, Kate, this is, like, a fucking car behind us now. And... It followed us the entire way. Like, I mean, in fairness, like, it. I think it followed us, yeah, like, almost all the way back to the town. And then it pulled over on the side of the road from memory. This is, like, quite a few years ago. But I remember it, like, didn't follow us the whole way back to town, but it followed us, like, probably about a few K away oh from God. Area 51. So I'm pretty – and, like, I spoke to Ben, who works with us, who yes. also tried to go to Area 51. Yeah. And I told him about it, and he was like, no, I 100% – 
believe you because something similar happened to him oh when he tried to go. So I think it's like not super creepy. It's just like they're very protective of it. Yeah. Which anyway. means there's some shady shit Oh, there's shit some shady down. shit. I mean, if it's not aliens, which it absolutely is, of it's course some it is, other yeah. government scary bullshit. So oh, I believe in all that. Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's just been that many weird occurrences around. Because I've also been to Roswell. I've been to all... I love, fucking love aliens. Yeah. And, like, Roswell was different. Roswell just had a weird, creepy vibe to it. Yeah, I've heard that. But it's... I just think... You know, there's that whole theory of, well, how are we the only people yeah. on, in the entire yeah. bloody universe? When you think, like, each star has its own yeah. solar... Like, each star exactly. you're looking at has its own solar system of planets. Yeah. Is that what they say? So it's infinite, the universe. Yeah. There's... The truth is out there, as my hero Fox Mulder would say. Yeah, and it's like we're curious. We're going yeah. out to planets yeah. like Mars and yeah. having a squiz. Yeah. So what's to say other people aren't yeah. people, like things Beings. aren't coming here yeah. to have a squiz. And if you were having a squiz, like if we were having a squiz and we saw something like mm. a machine, mm. y- there's chances that we would pick it up. Yeah. Anyway, <gasps> that's Mel's theory on oh my God. Secret Valentich. But there, what a story. Yeah. I actually think, now that I've actually said it all again, mm. I think he might have, like, planned his disappearance. You reckon? Do you think he'd still, Even though still I, alive? Even though I totally believe in aliens. Yeah. Like, Do you think he I, wanted to go missing? Yeah. When I said it out loud, I was like, Tazzy, like, it's... And he had enough fuel to get further. True. You know? Yeah, that's true. That fuel thing. Yeah. I mean, like, as much as I said, it could just be him. Him being like, I'm a bumbling idiot who keeps breaking the rules and can't get my license. Yeah, it's still, it's a bit sus. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Because, like, he was obsessed with aliens. He happens to then use the alien excuse, mm. but they never find the plane. Mm. All of that could line up to, like, yeah. I decided to go missing in the bush. A planned disappearance. Who knows? Wild. It's a wild, zesty story, though. I liked the wild, zesty story. Yeah. There's a lot to it, a lot to unpack. A lot of facts, a lot of aviation facts that I had to yeah, learn. Lots of lots of aviation and planetary facts. Planetary actually. facts. I've actually just found this huge article that would have been really helpful <laughs> um, <laughs> with all that stuff from Steve Roby, etc. Uh, so that would have been nice. Oh, well. But yeah, as recently as about four years ago, it was trending again because there was a bit of a UFO... Um, convention I want to say for mm. want of a better phrase so that's why that UFO organization were talking about it and people interviewing his family and Steve Roby again mm. to find out all this stuff because this all these mysteries just recirculate because they haven't been solved and that's why we're talking about them yeah um so that's me cool you're next I'm going episode to, I mean not yeah. right now because it's no. not my favorite murder and we don't both do one. No. No, no, we don't. And that's why we're different to my favourite <laughs> murder, everybody. <laughs> um, anyway, we don't. We make no secret of us loving... We love those girls. Those girls. So... They've inspired us. They've inspired us, but we decided to do mysteries. Yes. And only Aussie ones. Yeah. And one per week. Yeah. And it's an hour, but usually it's not an it's hour. It's not. In what fact, it has never up? been an hour. No, it's f- about 40 minutes right 40 now. minutes. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> the Aussie mystery hour that isn't actually an hour. <laughs> um, you guys who are listening should hit us up on Facebook. Yes. And give us 
tell us what your theory yeah. is. Do you think he ran away? Did he have another woman? <gasps> or yeah. was he in love with an alien? <gasps> oh, that's a good theory. <laughs> also, um, if you know, if you have connections mm. to the Valentich, because we, yeah. somebody that we know mm. went out with somebody this is so vague, but they got really, they got really weird about it. So I have to make it incredibly we have to vague. Be really vague. Um, and who had a connection to the Beaumont kids? Not the new they, hot band. Not the new hot band. But the band, missing children, the missing from children. South Australia. Um, so because obviously it's Australia, yeah. there's likely to be people yeah. that are like distant relatives of these people and yeah. have spicy little insights. Yeah. So tell us those as well. Yeah, like when Carmen, who's in our office, had facts about. Madeline McCann, yeah, which is obviously not Australian, so we'll no. be covering that on this podcast. But she was like, "Oh, I know someone that blah blah." I can't remember what it was, no, but it's like people know somebody knows something. Somebody knows something in a, another, <laughs> podcast, another podcast. That's good. <laughs> that we like, but aren't copying, but aren't them. But yeah, like I feel like as Mulder says, the truth is out there. Whether that's an alien or someone knows that he was running away like surely someone knows the truth Someone's and sometimes the truth dies with people which is really full on and yeah. um his dad passed away <gasps> no without ever knowing what happened oh, to his no, son no, that, that always that me. always is sad i can imagine I hate that. that i hate that a lot that was a really sad way to end yeah knowing oh, that his sorry. dad died without knowing wow. that's okay uh, you didn't know. Are you doing a fun one next week or no, a full-on one? I am doing Azaria Chamberlain oh, next great. week. <laughs> People think it's a fun one because we make make fun of my dingo, the dingo, yeah. my baby. But it's not fun, guys. Not, a baby not died. Fun. It's that's, not fun that's at all. It's not a fun thing. It's actually not a fun one at all, but it's a very interesting it's, one. And it's also very famous. Very famous. Surely very people know that one, right, guys? Oh, if you don't know Azaria Chamberlain, yeah. are you even? Yeah. Living in Australia. When I was at that wedding and people were like, who are the Beaumont kids? And I said to my boyfriend, Harold Holt. Do you know Harold Holt? He goes, <laughs> I know the name. I'm like, it's not another new singer. It was the Prime Minister. <laughs> he was like, oh, listen to the podcast. Another new singer. <laughs> <laughs> but people knew when I said, do you guys know Azaria Chamberlain and Lindy Chamberlain? They were yeah. like, yeah, we know that one. Yeah. And then did the Seinfeld when Elaine oh, goes, yeah. maybe the dingo ate your... It's not funny. It's not, it's not funny. funny. Isn't that wild that that became funny? <laughs> yeah. It's like super not funny. Like me- it was like a meme kind of almost, mm. which is not funny. Well, I guess it's because, yeah, she was so Aussie, it became so international. Yeah. But that's for next week. Next week, we'll talk about that. So, yes, share your thoughts, theories, emotions. Weird connections. Feedback. Facts. If I tell got us everything wrong, why do we keep telling people to hate us? Like, I don't love know why us. I keep love us. We're very tell sensitive us that people. You love us. Yeah, we like positive when people are reacts nuts. only. Please, positive love reacts only. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, bye, bye. bye.